Last week, we talked about getting the right people into your organization. This week, we talk with a cancer survivor about how he turned an interruption in his life into his life's purpose. After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple of pivots into for-profit leadership later? We're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are really, really excited today because we have Patrick Goodall with us. He's the executive director of Connect Melanoma. Uh, he's a skin cancer survivor, and now he focuses on advocacy and education with his organization to just help people understand that it's important that they prevent this from happening. And uh, he's gone and spoken all over the place. He's obviously uh, experienced in this issue. And so, Patrick, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We're really excited about this conversation. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, Patrick, would you start by sharing some of your backstory, kind of how you ended up uh, starting Connect Melanoma and how you got to this place with the organization? Uh, Happy to. Um, It really starts with my own diagnosis uh, in the spring of 2016, I felt a little bump on my head that I thought was uh, nothing more than an incidental scratch, maybe in my sleep or something. And instead of healing, it got bigger. Hmm. I eventually went to, uh, it was my first foray into the healthcare system of my then new employer. And, uh, and they looked at it and immediately referred me to outpatient surgery for a, for a biopsy on that. And it was on my scalp. And, uh, and they called me at 8.05 a.m. the next morning. Uh, that was June 7th. I remember it was Prince's birthday because I wore purple that day. And, hmm. and, uh, and they said, get back in here quickly. And then I was informed of a, uh, basically a stage 2B melanoma diagnosis. Uh, the first melanoma diagnosis in the history of uh, both sides of my very large family. And, uh, and one side with about six generations of family practice physicians in it. Um, so uh, a pretty blindsiding news as mm-hmm. it is for everybody. Um, I had a surgery that removed that uh, biopsy that uh, tested positive in my lymph nodes, which advanced my diagnosis to stage three. Uh, the month after that, I had a, a pretty dramatic surgery removing a lot of lymph nodes from my neck and a lot of healing associated with that. Um, I had just become promoted. I was a librarian for our local library system uh, at that time. So that whole summer was pretty wobbly for me. I was uh, dealing with uh, healing from two surgeries. I still feel the effects of those today. And, uh, and also trying to navigate a new position at work as well and, and manage to um, survive that uh, with probably the most amazing outcomes that you could expect. Uh, negative pathology on everything. I've been cancer-free since August 2nd awesome. of 2016. And then, uh, and then from that, I was just working, <clears throat> trying to get my legs at this new job. And, uh, and, and one day I got a, um, I was working our Ask Us shift, which is basically a resource that allows people to chat or text or email or call in and 
ask anything that you would of a librarian. And, and uh, some of our buildings have meeting rooms for public use. And we had a, a patron call in asking about those. And, and uh, I paste up the link and remind them to, you know, read over our policies. We have policies about that use. And, and just, we were almost past the pleasantries and she sort of chimed in at the end that she was starting a melanoma support group. And I sort of answered back stage three warrior here as we call ourselves. And, uh, and she invited me to come. And she herself is a stage four survivor, cancer free now for over seven years, lost her brother to melanoma. And mm. uh, at this various points in her journey, uh, there was some, uh, not real cause for optimism with her and she just fought it through and she was uh, um, the source of uh, a lot of inspiration for Connect. She was teaching sun safety and melanoma prevention in area schools as a side and, and was uh, offering herself as a support resource for a lot of other patients and her name is Robin and she, uh, and she was really kind of the inspiration for a lot of what happened then. Uh, after that, I started teaching classes for the county after posting on our SharePoint blog and and uh, and kind of developed a, a an hour class that I would teach every year since my employment with the county and and uh, and the inspiration for Connect really came. Uh, we would do a, an advocacy event at the state capitol on Melanoma Monday, which is the first Monday in May, and that's the month obviously with. The, the doorstep of summer there, we would uh, use that month for a lot of our advocacy and education and sun safety and preparing for summer. And, and, uh, and a friend of mine is a state legislator and it was actually his idea. And we went there on a day where they had actually adjourned for the weekend. So we thought we were going to have this event in this huge empty building. And all of a sudden these field trips started streaming in and, hmm. and, Robin, not being the shy person she is, started calling these kids over and delivering this ad hoc sun safety. And it just dawned on me that never in my life, even from a, a medical family practicing pretty ambitious preventive medicine, um, never had any sort of uh, formal instruction in that. Or, and that was sort of the, the, the seed for Connect. And then... Uh, and then just the following years, it sort of built until I, uh, in 2019, I was part of a national campaign by a major pharmaceutical company uh, that had a pretty substantial peer-to-peer -peer support program in place. And one of their uh, campaigns I was uh, honored to be a part of on the national level. And that sort of got me on the radar of some people. And I got to speak at some large events and it really sort of uh, hammered the idea home that that, that I really wanted to do this full time. So in the uh, uh, late fall of 2019, I gave my notice at the library and, and, uh, and Forum Connect in early 2020, uh, not knowing I was doing that at the dawn of a global pandemic. But, right. uh, but uh, you know, I was financially prepared at that point to, to be able to kind of take those bumps. And, and, uh, and, and since then I've, you know, put all the finances in place and, and, and I'm officially a 501c3 and uh, we have a board, Robin is a part of it. Also Cheryl, who is a uh, the parent of a spissoid melanoma survivor, which is a rare, relatively rare pediatric subtype. Hmm. And, uh, 
and I'm blessed with like very inspiring people that I can associate with that are here in this area as well. So I have a theoretical staff and, 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 uh, and that brings me here where we have an office and we just went live with our website uh, last week and, and here we are. So that's awesome. And, and talk a little bit about like some of the uh, accomplishments, things that you guys have already been able to, because remember we talked on the phone before the interview, you were talking about a few of the things that you guys have been able to already do, maybe maybe more from the standpoint of where you've been able to speak and stuff, but talk a little bit about uh, about that. Yeah, the, you know, for the, for the, uh, For, for, for so under the guise of connect, which the emphasis has been really the the in person engagement, and that's been kind of shut down. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. developing a virtual platform, but the the sort of sequence of events and the opportunities uh, building up to the formation of connect have been pretty substantial. I I, I pretty much um, I sort of explain it by by this. I was I'd be asked to do something or given an opportunity to do something that would be sort of small, but saying yes to that would lead to the opportunity to do something bigger. Uh, so for the last three years and ongoing, I've, I've taught the classes for Hennepin County. Uh, the last, since 2018, I've, uh, every March I go to Washington, D.C. and I speak with our legislators, uh, asking them to support measures that can support uh, melanoma research and education uh, at the federal level. Um, that's progressed from the 10 some million dollars in 2018 to over 35 million was awarded this year for melanoma research awesome. and education. Uh, I've, um, you know, multiple uh, appearances in various media, uh, not only sharing my story, but also uh, in that advocacy role as well. Uh, and then participation in With Love Me, which is uh, the Merck Pharmaceuticals campaign, which mm-hmm. basically took the form of us uh, writing a letter to our former selves about what we would say and, and what we've learned from our experience. And that's the whole, that was the real inspiration for, for naming Connect. Uh, hmm. You know, with, um, to, in all honesty, when it comes to our diagnosis, we, uh, we're we're really at the mercy of, 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 of how controllable this cancer can be. And there's, and, and, and the science and the, and the medicine that uh, that's available. And thankfully with the, with the latest wave of cancer treatments, especially for melanoma, uh, we, we've been dealing with incredible survival rates, uh, incredibly extended remissions and, and dramatic drops in death rates. And so, but, but we're still at the mercy of that, but, but uh, it's been my experience that um, irrespective of what we have to face on the medical side, that, uh, that getting together with other people sharing your same situation is, uh, is, 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 is really kind of critical to at least uh, contributing to someone's overall well-being. And so... That, uh, that's saved my bacon in other areas of my life. And I just simply <laughs> applied that to my uh, cancer and it's been successful uh, so far. So I, I, uh, I'm a support contact through three agencies in addition to my own connections. And, and, uh, and I've participated in three federal 
peer review processes. The Department of Defense funds some pretty um, substantial research efforts in multiple afflictions and many cancers, and, uh, and I've had the honor of participating. Arguably, maybe the most rewarding work I've ever done is to be able to sit with the scientists that are actually uh, developing and investigating this, these, uh, the, these cures and, uh, and the, to be in the company of that kind of genius has been an honor. I've also been in a couple of smaller scale grant review processes as well. So it's just a matter of not saying no to anything mm -hmm. if I'm asked. And that's good. Yeah. It's kind of a muscle memory there too. It, uh, <laughs> you, know, you get used to saying yes, you don't say no anymore. And it's been extremely rewarding. I'm very grateful for the opportunities I've been given. I like that. One thing that you said that I thought was great was sharing your situation is critical, having those right people around you. And you can see early on that you had the right people when you met Robin to speak into your life. And now you're becoming the right person for other people as they're walking through their own journeys. Um, I did want to ask, when you were originally saying yes to teaching hour-long classes and doing these events, when you were originally saying yes, did you have the idea that someday you were going to start a nonprofit? Not at that time. Okay. No. When, I, when, I, when, when they asked me to teach a class, first of all, I had no idea what that class was going to look like. <laughs> so, so, so I sat down really, and it was, again, just one of those totally new domains for me. Um, and so I sat down and I thought, well, what am I going to talk about and how much time do I have? So I basically put together a PowerPoint that explained kind of what melanoma is and the different types and, and then, um, and then really concentrating more on the prevention side of it. And, and that, that, um, that online course, which, which we've developed so that it can actually plug nicely into, a pretty much any organization's health and wellness programming. So if I wanted to go and deliver this to a, to a corporation, uh, to people like at the county, you know, people who sign up because they want the copay discount, we can, I can take that and, and, uh, and deliver it in less than an hour with plenty of questions and answers. But I had no idea that I was going to be sitting in my office as the director of something like this <laughs> at that time. I thought I was going to, retire happily as a librarian whenever and and obviously that's not what happened yeah and it's so interesting i think a lot of a lot of nonprofit leaders or even you know we call them socialpreneurs people who you know they're they're business owners but they care a lot about some social cause right um they don't they didn't necessarily plan for it to be like that something interrupted their life in your case it was the diagnosis and you know a lot of people maybe it's a trip overseas and they see what's going on in the world around them or they just they notice something is wrong with the city that they live in or, or whatever it might be they're interrupted and then things just kind of evolve right they sort of like take off and i think it it takes a, a special kind of person to notice what what is happening and say okay, I think I've been not just given this um, situation that I'm in, but I've been given an opportunity, right? Because you talk about how you say yes to the small and that leads to the bigger things. Like even early on with your diagnosis, you were saying like, hey, this is this is what the cards I've been dealt with. Let's see how I can win with these cards. You know, it's, 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 the, the irony is so rich that something completely unplanned like this eventually I conclude was completely meant to be, you know, mm -hmm. just like almost like a predetermined accident and which is completely contradictory. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, 
but that's you know the fact is that you know it's like it's like what you know John Lennon says you know life is what gets in the way of your plans and and uh, so this this is uh, I've never felt more comfortable and, and and really it's kind of it's kind of overcoming fear you know I think everybody. Mm-hmm has some degree of fear operating or preventing them from doing something. And, and, uh, and, and the one, one absolute outcome from this diagnosis that I will take with me forever is that, uh, is that I've just grown to be, uh, absolutely fearless. And, Hmm. and there's a lot of anxiety associated with, you know, leaving a job that, you know, has the health benefits that I've paid for, uh, and, incomprehensible amount of surgeries and treatments that I've undergone to fly solo in this thing. And, and, uh, and, and it takes a lot of courage to do that. And I think that's just what people need to do. And, and the courage, I think is a function of, of how committed you are and how passionate you are. Yes. At some point it just became automatic. Yeah, that's, that's huge. So tell us a little bit about what, what your goal is, I suppose. What would be your like ideal end goal for connect melanoma okay well there's 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 several arms to connects uh education and and advocacy efforts um the um the the the, the primary purpose of connect is to actually go out there and 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 sit people down and teach them about melanoma and uh, prevention uh so raise awareness teach prevention on that in person and then ultimately the virtual platform that we're we are going to create as well. Um, the initial inspiration for Connect, which uh, has uh, a, a few uh, intervening challenges, was to, was to actually incorporate melanoma awareness and prevention education into school curriculum. Hmm. And despite the, the the state that we're in being fairly progressive. Um, Incorporating that curriculum has a lot of bureaucratic, administrative, and and challenges kind of all over from from the even simple fact that some schools don't even allow sunscreen to be used in their you know during recess because it's a it's categorized as a drug. So Whoa, that will come down the road. I think one of the ultimate goals of Connect is to actually create and deploy, especially with uh, our area as a pilot. Um, um, uh, I would love every student in K through 12 to have a, an age and grade specific curriculum developed for them where they at least have one class hour every year, like on Melanoma Monday, which is the first Monday in May, mm-hmm. uh, where the, they, um, where the teachers kind of table their normal curriculum. You ever, you, you know, when you walk into a school and you see a movie projector or a video projector yep. or a TV in front of the classroom, <laughs> yep. and the first thing you do is kind of a little fist pump because, you know, you're off the hook on the math <laughs> or the social studies or whatever was supposed to happen that day, um, which is part of that as well, is to actually make this, you know, informative and engaging and, and, and to, to have people actually take it with them and apply it and mm-hmm. and uh and it might be something as simple as sticking a little bucket hat on a kindergartner on their way to school to maybe in the higher grade levels teaching more about the you know specifics about the disease and the science and the prevention and uh 
and and again an hour a year isn't cutting into too many curriculums but no absolutely not i I didn't notice i didn't notice through the um through my investigation in that 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 uh that we're going to have to develop some credibility and some history with our instruction before we start Mm. taking that into the districts Mm -hmm. um it's 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 kind of a pipe dream right now just because of that but it's it's something i'm going to definitely shoot for and advocate for through the whole evolution of connect um, about that. Well, I think sometimes people forget that the way that you get credibility in history is to create it. Like, and that's what you're doing today is you're starting the process so that over time, you're going to be able to look back and show here's what we have accomplished and actually have that, which is amazing. Um, when right. it comes to, so we have a lot of listeners right now who are kind of in that beginning stage, or maybe they're kind of starting to get going. Um, what, what's been like the biggest thing that you've learned through the process? And this is a huge question, but what's kind of been like, if you could look back and say, Hey, this is the biggest lesson that's helped me, um, get to the place that I am today. What would that be for you? Well, unfortunately, you know, I haven't made too many mistakes at this and, and, uh, (laughs) but, but there's, so, so, I won't be talking about, you know, like huge mistakes that I made, mm-hmm. but I think it's really sort of sitting down and punctuating, you know, sequencing the sort of things that you need that, that, that need to be considered when, you know, for example, when I was thinking of a nonprofit, I had no idea where to begin. Um, so the first thing I did was, was uh, incorporate. So I went on the state website and I and I created Connect Melanoma as a nonprofit. I organized on you know Connect as a nonprofit, and then I filed the articles with the state. But what I didn't do at that point was was uh, was have any Connect specific contact information. So it was kind of like all going through my own personal conduits of communication, and and uh, so kind of sequencing to the point where if, if you have if I were to do it all over again, I probably would have just sat down, made sure that the organization was free and clear uh, name-wise, and then maybe have started the website first and created that. But mm-hmm. it, was, it was really all, the way it happened is the way it happened, and I really have no regrets. It was exactly the sort of logical progression that my mind created it. Mm-hmm. Or expected it to to take, and and uh, uh, even even you know not knowing that a global pandemic was going to confound things a little bit, and so right. it, 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 telling somebody what to do at the very beginning would would be to uh, to just just be passionate about it. Be mm. you know it's it's something that it's something you don't want to get so far into and then say, well, this isn't really important to me. So if it's, it's if, 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 if you, if anyone has come to the conclusion that it's the, they're convicted about it and passionate about it, um, there are resources that'll get them started. And if they do a little homework like I did, they could do that. But uh, there's also, you know, as a former librarian, we would deal with a lot of our patrons that would walk in with these same questions. Hmm. So I had sort of the basics about, you know, entrepreneurship and, and, uh, and not so much on the nonprofit side, but, you know, we, a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurship starts at your local library. So I maybe had a little bit of a head start. 
<laughs> no, that's good. I, we talk about our flywheel, our legacy flywheel all the time here on the podcast. And one of the things that you've coupled really, really well is the the center of the flywheel, which is that passion that like you're the you're the core, you're the driving force kind of behind what's going on in your organization. But then you couple that really well with systems and systemizing things and sit and, and it, it makes sense, you know. As a librarian, <laughs> you probably deal with, dealt with a lot of systems and sequencing and, and all in organization, right? So mm-hmm. having those things in place. But I, I love what you said that you got to start with the passion piece because um, I think a lot of people can get stuck in the weeds systemizing and systemizing and systemizing and get, you know, 100 steps in and realize this isn't something I, I'm really passionate about, right? You had mentioned that they kind of get stuck and they, they, they can't really see the bigger picture anymore because now they're so stuck in the weeds. So like really coupling those two is super important because on the flip side, we see a lot of organizations that have a lot of passion and it's complete chaos and they're not able to really accomplish much because they haven't sequenced things out and actually figured out where to go next. It's the those two working together is so important. That's a, that's a great point. What, what that sort of actually fueled me. It wasn't disenchanting to me because one of the things that I did learn is that you know, I, I sort of have a preconceived idea of how long, like this particular chunk of my business would take, or you know, in terms of getting the website together, getting the the all of the administrative things in a row, and it actually takes a lot longer. And and since I'm kind of the only guy here, you know, I'm, I'm not just the executive director, I'm the IT professional and I'm the HR <laughs> manager and I'm the accounts payable office. And it's like, uh, but, but technically the, uh, technically as an executive director, the primary job description for me is to, is to advance the mission of mm-hmm. connect. And, and that all, that sounds all fine and dandy, but what I would rather do is have somebody else do that. So I could go out and engage and teach and advocate and do all this fun stuff that really motivated me to do this. But as I, but as I, uh, you know, pursue all of these administrative functions and all of these non, you know, all these process oriented functions that I call them, um, it, it really is affirming that you know, all of that stuff needs to be done. All of those little pieces contribute to the big picture and, and, and connect as I see it or even envision it cannot be without all of those things. So regardless of what I happen to be doing at any given moment for connect, it's regardless, it's, it's rewarding, you know, whether I'm you know, writing a check for a bill or actually out there engaging, we're mm-hmm. hoping to do a lot of pop-up sun safety this summer and, you know, there's going to be a plenty of opportunities for fun. Uh, the Melanoma Research Foundation, which is uh, the organization that spearheads a lot of the uh, federal level advocacy, their event is virtual this year, and it's the first week in March. So we've mm-hmm. got a lot of things uh, coming up that are going to really, you know, require my attention and get me back into the into the content that I really enjoy with uh, with this with this with with this advocacy and education so it, it, it comes around yeah yeah I, I think it's the working in it versus working on it and it sounds like your focus for a season is working on the systems and on the structures and on all the things and pretty soon you're going to be flipping back into working in it, it doing the part that you really enjoy and and, and and to be honest with you you know what you know it's creating the infrastructure that 
actually delivers this content and goes out there and engages is as important as the as the work itself. So mm-hmm. and the fact that I get to I get to come to work and do anything related to this uh, is extremely rewarding and satisfying. I, I couldn't I I have not had a better job ever <laughs> in my life and I've had some fun work. We love to hear that. All right, Patrick, we have a question that we like to ask all of our guests on the podcast. And that is, what does the idea of building a legacy mean to you? In a perfect world, with a cure for melanoma and 100% compliance with sun safety, I could go be a barista at a coffee shop and be perfectly happy with that. (laughs) Um, And knowing that we have a lot of work ahead of us, the, the legacy I would love to leave would be um, for Connect. There's definitely some people I would be honored to pass this torch to. Um, but what I would love to what I would love to leave it as is is just a, a household name, at least in the Upper Midwest, when it comes to um, not only a resource for education, but just to look back and think, this is where I learned this. Hmm. This is this is where I learned the stuff that I will teach to others. Um, I know that I'm just, and connect is just a small piece of a huge cooperative effort that uh, whether we're trying to teach prevention or advocate for funding, we're just contributing to something that is so much bigger. I don't, you know, if if you two put on sunscreen, when you go out, I'm going to be super happy about it. But if you tell your friends, to put on some sunscreen too, and then they do the same thing, then you're you're no less important to the cause that we are trying to achieve than mm. I am, you know. So I love so that. I, I love that answer because it's 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 more it's less about it's not like trying to make connect melanoma famous. It's about trying to accomplish what you're out to accomplish, which is really just spreading that message and bringing other people into the legacy. Cause that's, we talk about legacy as being like a generational thing a lot where, you know, grandkids, great, great grandkids, all that stuff, but also, uh, so the deep, but then also wide, like how can we reach out to people who are alive right now and, you know, think generally generationally that way. And I love your response to that question. Cause I think a lot of people think about, you know, the legacy that I'm going to leave is the thing that I'm going to be remembered for. But ultimately, a lot of times, I think the le- the best legacies that we leave, we don't even get attached to it. They just happen, and no one knows necessarily that we started it. But it, it, it like it, it accomplished the, the mission, impact. and that's yeah. what matters. Yeah, the 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 beauty of this too is, you know, when when I say yes to things, one of the things that I've learned um, is uh, is is second guessing my own motives for saying yes. So. Hmm. Um, so when somebody asks me to do something, I want to make sure that I'm not doing it to get rich or to get famous. And if I can say no to both of those things, then I'm all in. And hmm. there's, so uh, wealth and fame is obviously, if I wanted wealth and fame, I would not be running a melon over. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's well, hey, uh, Patrick, our visitors, I'm sure, want to learn more about Connect Melanoma and what they can uh, learn to do to help support and uh, spread the word a little bit. Where they can, where can they find you guys? 
Okay. Well, uh, our website is super easy. It's uh, it just went live last Tuesday, so it's only been about a week and change, and it is uh, connectmelanoma.org, and it's a work in progress, but it's uh, it basically uh, gives a basic overview of of who we are and what we do, and. Um, we have a Facebook presence at this point. We will be expanding into into other social media platforms as well. Uh, but uh, you can just do a Facebook search for Connect Melanoma, and that will get uh, and that will get you get your audience hooked up there as well. And we invite um, any feedback. So, um, especially with the website being brand new, if anybody wishes to uh, scroll down the homepage to the to the feedback form, the submission form, and say anything about it, uh, positive or constructive, we'd be, uh, we would welcome any of any of that feedback as well. And thank you too as well for the opportunity to, to talk about Connect and the reason it's so important to me. Yeah, well, thank you for being here today. This is a huge, this is huge what you're doing, um, and we know that our listeners are going to learn a lot from you as well. So thank you for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this podcast and find that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com. 